We get wholesome on this edition of the Super It's Podcast as we talk about Jermaine Stewart and the song, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. Let's discuss. Super Hits Podcast, and uh, we're getting really wholesome this week. If you were preparing to take off all your clothes, guess what? You don't have to. Nope. Uh, we're talking about Jermaine Stewart, and we don't have to take our clothes off. I'll take the lead on this one. It's uh, Alan here, and uh, who's out there this week? <laughs> uh, Jamie C., my website, meganix.com.com. I'm excited for this one. Uh, I don't remember, like, really, like, that this song existed when we were, like, in the 80s. Like, uh, you know, back in 86, I, I don't have any recollection of it. But we when we talked about this back on our old podcast, The Mezzanine Sleepover, it was like uh, it was like uh, the, the the light went off in my head. So I'm very happy to be talking about this. This is well, fantastic. Well, I will reveal where this song came to uh, to my knowledge uh, when I was much yes. younger. And if you yes. don't know the story, it's a little bit of a surprise. Uh, anyway, I, I know the story, but if, <laughs> for our listeners, it's great. All right, here's uh, the background, everyone. Okay. So William Jermaine Stewart was an American R&B singer. Uh, he passed away in 1997 at the age of uh, 39. He was born in Columbus. Uh, in 1972, his family moved to Chicago, where he took his first steps toward a career in entertainment. He gained recognition as a dancer on the locally produced television show Soul Train. Yes. While working there, he befriended two other Soul Train dancers, uh, Jody Watley and Jeffrey Daniel. Mm-hmm. After Soul Train relocated to L.A., the free the three friends auditioned to become members of the group Shalimar, yes, which was put together by Soul Train creator Don Cornelius, another great name, uh, a fantastic name, and booking agent Dick Griffey. Uh, Waltley and Daniel were selected for the group, but Stewart lost out to Gary Mumford. <laughs> I love it. The amazing Mumford, huh? Uh, during yes. his audition uh, for lead vocalist. Does he have, like, some kind of a funny line or something? I don't even know. I don't know. Jermaine Stewart toured with the new group as a dancer for several years and uh, because he couldn't make it as a lead vocalist. And while in London for a show, he met Mikey Craig of Culture Club. <clears throat> Realizing that Stewart was a talented singer, Craig helped him put together a demo tape. And Stewart was given the opportunity to sing background vocals on Culture Club's song, Miss Me Blind. Uh, All right. I saw Culture Club play about uh, uh, right. a month ago. Good saxophonist in that band. And Boy George, still the man, though uh, he laughs a lot at his own jokes. Well, just like us. Yep. As a result of the combination of a strong demo and his ties to Culture Club, he landed a recording contract with Arista Records. He saw some success with the single The Word Is Out from the album of the same name. However, his next album was the biggest. It was called Frantic Romantic, yes. uh, released in 1986 and included We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. There was a second single called Jody that was released and inspired by Jody Watley, uh, which also so reached... not inspired by uh, Joey Gregorish? Not Joey. And his... <laughs> no, and his song Jody. Uh, no, no, that's right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh, Frantic Romantic would peak at number 34 on the Billboard 200 charts. In 1987, he appeared in the video Never Say Never by Denise Williams. He released a third album called Say It Again that was also successful, particularly in Europe, where all the singles sold very well. The album nice. was produced by Andre Simone, who had previously worked with Jody yes. Watley and Prince. Yes. 
his fourth and final album under his contract with Arista was What Becomes a Legend Most. The album did not make an impact in America. And the lead single, Tron de Amour, just reached the top 100 in the UK. In 1989, Stewart sang Hot and Cold, co-written by Andy Summers, which was featured in the opening credits for the film Weekend at Bernie's. Nice. Uh, Shortly before his death in 1997, Stewart returned to the studio to record a new album called Believe in Me. Although the album was not completed, the finished tracks were released in 2005 in a compilation called Attention, a tribute to Jermaine Stewart. Um, Jermaine Stewart would pass away from AIDS-related liver cancer in 1997. Uh, Sadly, his burial site in the Chicago suburb of Homewood, Illinois, was without a tombstone or grave marker for 17 years. No. Uh, So it's been since corrected, but for a long time, no no tombstone. Come on. Uh, So We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off was released on May 27th, 1986. It was the lead single from Frantic Romantic. In the United Kingdom, the song was released as We Don't Have to dot dot dot. Yes. It's just uh, scandalous, that title. Yeah, I actually wrote, I assume this is because the idea of taking your clothes off was too scandalous. Uh, as a sure. side note, the reason I know this song is because when my mom taught junior high, uh, yes. back in the uh, 80s, instead of doing like karaoke, you did air bands. Where, yes, air bands. So you would play a song over the speakers and a group of kids would mimic that they are the band. Uh, yes, and pretend to sing and pretend to play instruments. Usually... Just like tennis rackets and things of that sort. Yes. Uh, the song that was chosen by her students was We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off, which is the first yes. time that I heard it. But in the program, they had to call the song Cherry Wine. <laughs> yes. I love it. So, yeah. Scandalous title. <clears throat> the song was written by Narada, Michael Walden, and Preston Glass and produced by Narada Walden. Uh, Walden is a prolific producer and has worked with basically everyone famous in the music mm-hmm. business. He was also the drummer for Journey for a few years. Yes. Uh, Preston Glass has also worked with some of the most famous acts in the world, including Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, Diana Ross, Natalie Cole, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, Stewart recorded the song in 1985. Uh, the song reignited his popularity as his previous single, I Like It, had failed to make much of an impact. Mm-hmm. In the U.S., We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off was released with the B-side, Give Your Love to Me, uh, which is the closing track from Frantic Romantic. In the UK and Europe, the B-side Brilliance was taken from his 1984 album, The Word Is Out. Uh, was, according, getting, getting as much out of that as you have, much blood out of that stone as you can. <laughs> yep. According to Song Facts, most of, the, most of the track was built with electronic instruments, a Lynn drum machine, Simmons electric drums, Moog bass, and a selection of keyboards and synthesizers. I thought that's what it was. Of course. Uh, Corrado Rustici played guitar and Mark Russo played the saxophone fills. I'm sure that when they played the song really well, they went, oh, oh, hey, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, there is no instrument solo on this uh, track. So instead, Stewart does the always reliable na na vocal break. Na 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 The single clocks in at a very nice three minutes and 57 seconds. Uh, the awesome. L- the LP version is longer, almost five minutes in length. A dance remix of the song was made by Louis Martinet. Other remixes of the song include the short version at four minutes mm-hmm. and five seconds. 
The extended mix at 5 minutes and 45 seconds, and the sub-mix, and I don't have a timing for that. No. There are 37 versions of the single on Discogs. I own the Canadian 7-inch released off of Arista Records that contains the short version as well as the dub-mix. The cover of the North American version has Jermaine Stewart on the cover posing (laughs) in his pirate costume. (laughs) He's got some serious parachute pants going on there. Yeah. His, like Hammer style. Uh, it's Hammer. It's Hammer. Uh, it's got his name and the name of the song in cursive writing. The cover of the UK release just has a circular symbol with the words Jermaine Stewart and We Don't Have To in plain font on the cover. So yeah, I said... It's like some kind of like like explosion design really. It's boring. Yeah, I yeah, said... The, the, the other one is great. It's the, a fantastic outfit. The pirate version wins for sure. Uh, Jermaine Stewart does not have any compilation albums, but as for other compilations that the song appears on, there are a number of them. Uh, The first one in Canada, This Is Music. Yes. uh, The first of many annual compilation LPs released by Quality Records in Canada. The first one came out in 1987. The track list is ridiculously good. Yes. Uh, we have On Top, which is a KTL comp released in the U.S. in 1987. I said the track list is decent. There are only a handful of shows posted to Setlist FM of Jermaine Stewart uh, performing in concert, but in most instances where Setlist appears, this song, of course, is on it. Uh, there are, unfortunately, no pro wrestlers who use this as their theme music. Oh, that's too bad, honestly. Stewart appeared on numerous TV shows to promote the song, most notably Soul Train and American Bandstand. In 2011, the song was used in a Cadbury advertisement in the UK called The Charity Shop. Uh, This exposed the song to a new generation who downloaded the track and it returned to the UK singles chart, peaking at number 29. Nice. The song also appears in Kevin Smith's film Zack and Miri Make a Porno, uh, as well as the episode My Dirty Secret on the television show Scrubs, and in the first episode of the second series of the comedy show Peter Kay's Car Share. And, you know uh, what? This would have been a good song to have on uh, on the, the one with Joey's Dirty Day. It would have, right? <laughs> Joey's Dirty Day. All right, uh, let's go to the lyrics. Yeah. So I've posted the lyrics, the ones that I noted as my favorite. Take my hand, let's hit the floor, shake our bodies to the music, maybe then you'll score. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just like the idea of drinking cherry wine. I still don't quite, I, like, I, I, is that, that's like a non-alcoholic wine, I, I guess? I believe so, yes. It's just, it's just, like, I, I get that you're going as far, like, into decent as you can, but, yep. uh, I just think it's a funny lyric. It's just dumb. It kind of just comes out of nowhere, and, uh. I do like that he says he's not a piece of meat. Sim- stimulate my brain. Yes. I also like how, again, they have to do kind of like innocent uh, scenes. So you just yes. took for granted I want a skinny dip. Yes. <laughs> uh, according to Song Facts, in a reversal of traditional norms, this song finds Stuart telling a girl to slow her roll. Yes. He's just not a piece of meat she can love and leave behind. A man wants to be approached cool and romantically. Yes. Uh, Jermaine Stewart was gay, so if you listen to the lyrics, you don't necessarily know that he's singing to a girl. However, in the nope. music video, he is singing to a girl. Yes. Uh, the single seemed to reflect more modesty regarding sex due to the AIDS epidemic at the time. When interviewed by Dion Simpson in 1988, 
Stewart spoke of the lyrical message within the song. He said, I think it made a lot of people's minds open up a little bit. We didn't only want to just talk about clothes. We wanted to extend that. We wanted to use the song as a theme to be able to say you don't have to do all the negative things that society forces on you. You don't have to drink and drive. You don't have to take drugs early. So I guess later. Yeah. Uh, Later's okay. Yeah. The girls don't have to get pregnant early. Uh, so yeah. the closed bit of it was to get people's attention, which it did. And I'm glad it was a positive message. You know, I was thinking about this just now. This would be a great song if they had played it off like, you don't have to take your clothes off, you can just dry hump. That would have been awesome. <laughs> you can just dry all, hump. Like, gr- talk about grinding and denim and, you know, <laughs> and zippers. Or, you know, against each other. when you're dancing, doing some sexy dancing, that's all sexy you need to do. dancing and dry humping. That, that, I think that would have really, that would have made it an even bigger hit. Uh, here's what Chad GPT had to say about the lyrics. Oh my God, here we go. The song's lyrics convey a message about embracing intimacy and connection without engaging in physical relationships or removing clothing. (laughs) Yes. It promotes the idea of enjoying each other's company and getting to know one another on a deeper level, emphasizing that intimacy can exist without engaging in sexual activities or external appearances. So there you go. Uh, So from song meetings, I got two comments. We've got Flash G who said... It's generally about not rushing into sex. While an AIDS epidemic might have been the motivation for the song, it's worth looking at the face value as well. The singer is wanting to have fun with whatever or with whoever in other ways and leave having sex until ready. After all, sex isn't something to be taken lightly. Thanks, Flash G. There we go, Flash G. Nice. Uh, Tuxedo Pilgrim said, (laughs) Oh, no. It's not about wanting to get AIDS. What? Which Jermaine Stewart died to died of. This song fucking rocks, though. <laughs> That's the, such a dumb comment. Good job, Tuxedo Pilgrim. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, reception time. Yes. So, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off debuted on the Billboard Hot 100 chart during the week of May 17th, 1986 in position number 90. It was between... Fire with Fire by Wild Blue, and This Could Be the Night by Loverboy. Okay. Uh, I don't know a lot about Wild Blue, but Fire with Fire was a title track from a movie with the same name. Uh, Here's a synopsis of the movie. Okay. A young woman from a Catholic school and a young man from a nearby prison camp fall in love and must run away together and escape the law, the church and their parents. (laughs) Yes. I said the actual song is fine, but didn't amount to anything. Uh, this could be the night was the third single off of the album "Loving Every Minute of It" by Loverboy. It was on its way down the charts. It uh, had peaked at number ten. I said I think this song is rad. All right. Uh, we don't have to take our clothes off. Peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100 chart during the week of August 9th, 1986. Stayed at number five for two weeks and your top ten for August 9th, 1986, and number one. Glory of Love, open parenthesis, theme from the Karate Kid Part 2, close parenthesis, by Peter Cetera. Yes. Uh, number two, Papa Don't Preach by Madonna. Number three, Mad About You by Belinda Carlisle. Number four, Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel. Yes. Uh, number five, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. Number six, Love Touch, open parenthesis, theme from Legal Eagles, close parenthesis. Legal Eagles. Uh, by Rod Stewart. Uh, number seven, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Number eight, Higher Love by Steve Winwood. Number nine, Venus by Bananarama. 
And yes. number 10, Rumors by Timex Social Club. And again, I don't know what episode we talked about it on. Can you find it? Uh, Timex Social Club was uh, right here, episode 107. All right, there you go. Uh, we yeah. don't have to take our clothes off. Reached number two in Canada. Like, it did. No you wonder know why Canada's smart. You know what? No wonder the kids were doing this in air bands. Yes. Uh, this was during the week of August 9th, 1986. However, I did not find the edition of RPM Magazine, so I went a week earlier, August 2nd, 1986, for the top 10. Uh, sure. So during that week, number one, Sledgehammer. Number two, Who's Johnny by El DeBarge. Uh, yes. Number three, Close Off. Number four, I Can't Wait by New Shoes. That's awesome. Yes. Number five, Papa Don't Preach. Number six, Genesis with Invisible Touch. Ah, oh, classic. No- number seven, Love Touch by Rod Stewart. On uh, Number eight, On My Own by Patty LaBelle and Michael McDonald. Number nine, No One Is to Blame by Howard Jones. Number 10, nice. Crush on You by The Jets. That's an awesome top 10. That's a great top 10, for sure. Uh, during that week, Elvira Caprice filled in for Walt. Oh, no. That's, you know, it, you always know when things are going to get crazy when Elvira's filling it. Yeah, so here's what she had to say in the Walt Sets column in that edition of the RPM magazine from August of 1986. She says, okay. What's all this about? Double question mark. Rumor has it that a vice president of sales for a major record company has been invited to Los Angeles for an interview for the position of a top position at Geffen Records. That's okay. it. Wow. Yep. Wow. What a, what a tease. Yeah, I know. For all the, for all the industry muckety mucks. They're like, ooh, who could that be? Mm. Who could that be? Uh, we don't have to take our clothes off, or in the UK as it was known, we don't have to. <laughs> Yes. Peaked at number two on the UK singles charts on September 13th, 1986. Your top 10 for that week. We have at number one, Don't Leave Me This Way by the Communards. What? I don't know. What is uh, that? Uh, number, okay. <laughs> number two, We Don't Have to Take Our Clothes Off. Number three, Glory of Love. Number four, Open Parenthesis, I Just, Closed Parenthesis, Died in Your Arms by Cutting Crew. That's a great sing-along. And number five. Just died in your arms tonight. Uh, number five. I want to wake up with you by Boris Gardner. <laughs> Boris Gardner. And uh, number six. Word up by Cameo. Yes. Number seven. Rage Hard by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Uh, number eight. Holiday Rap by MC Micro G and DJ hey. Sven. Uh, how far back for that one? That will take us all the way back to episode 15. All right. Uh, number nine, Walk This Way by Run DMC and Aerosmith. And number nice. 10, Thorn in My Side by Eurythmics. So not bad. Okay. Not bad, UK. Not bad. Some, some weird stuff, but that's pretty standard. Uh, your chart positions around the world, Australia number 37, Netherlands number seven. Uh, French singles charts, it peaked at number 91. In Ireland, though, number four. Uh, New Zealand nice. only number 27. And uh, that's uh, about it for other countries. But... French, the French like to keep their clothes off. That's right. They, 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 want, they want their clothes off. On besoin pas les vêtements. Yes. All right. Uh, there was a 2011 reissue of the song in the uh, in the UK. It reached number 29, as mentioned before. That's right. Uh, in Ireland, it also reached number 30. The song is certified gold in the UK with sales of 400,000 units. Nice. Uh, of course, this includes streaming. There are numerous versions of the song posted on Spotify. Between all of them, I counted about 50 million streams. 
The video is on YouTube, but does not seem to have an official post. So the one version I found only had about 23,000 views as of this summer. Okay. Let's uh, talk covers and samples. Sounds good. There are 18 songs which are listed as having sampled this track, according to who sampled. Uh, a few of note. Of course, Mace sampled this in 2004 on a track called Keep It On. I wrote, It Sucks. <laughs> Uh, Girl Talk sampled this in uh, 2008 on a track called Step, and then... Back, back with a vengeance, Girl Talk. And then they sampled it again in 2008 on a track called Hands in the Air. Nice. Uh, Gym Class Heroes covered this in their 2007 track called Close Off Triple Exclamation, exclamation Point, except that they say you do have to take your clothes off to have a good time. God. I wrote, it's not good at all. I can't imagine um, it is. As far as covers, there are 10 on who sampled. The notable ones, uh, English girl group Clea covered this in 2005. The song reached number 63 in the UK. It said it's a pop dance version of the song, and you know what that means. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know what? Hey, the UK loves their we don't have to take our clothes off, clearly. Yes. Uh, the 8-bit version, uh, universe version of the song is a slowed-down version of the actual track. I think if they'd done it at the same tempo as the real song, it would have been great, but they didn't, uh -huh. so it isn't. Okay, there we go. Uh, music video. Okay. So, the director of the music video was one David Fincher. Uh, really? Yep, so notable for directing a whole bunch of music videos, but of course then yes. went on to direct movies such as Seven, Fight Club, The Social Network, uh, Gone Girl, uh, and so on yep. and so on. Uh, from Song Facts, we've got a couple of comments about the video. Uh, okay. Milo from San Francisco said, or sorry, sorry, Mike B from the UK said, who was the good-looking teasing woman in the video? I can't find her name anywhere. Milo from San Francisco answered, The teasing woman is Liz Stewart, who was also Miss July 1984 from Playboy. So Milo, okay. an expert at Playboy. So good job. <laughs> That's great. Uh, my own notes, I said, The video is really shot well. They have the band and Stewart on stage performing the song. It's clearly in a studio, but the band looks great and they seem into, into it. The camera circles around Stuart as he sings, and the shot looks great. I'm tempted to call it a poor man's Prince video. Uh, yeah. Stuart clearly isn't in Prince's ballpark as a dancer, but he looks great bopping along to the song. Uh, I said the effect of Stuart popping up at the end of the video with his hands coming on the screen, grabbing at his clothes, and then saying, ah, 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 is uh, pretty uh, great. Yeah, so good. Uh, do you have any comments on the video here? I could just rate it. All right. Well, that was the wrong drop. But anyways, rate it. Oh, that's okay. uh, it's nothing particularly special, really. Um, I like that there's the band on stage uh, with Jermaine. My favorite move is when a keyboard does the uh, spread my legs really ride really quickly move. Yes. And this happens a few times, so I was entertained. I'll give it a bonus point for that. I think uh, Jermaine's outfits are great. But, you know, just overall, I just find it pretty pedestrian. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. All right. Uh, I think it's a pretty good video. I think that, as I said... Uh, they make him look great. The band looks rad. Um, he's not Prince, but it reminded me of Prince, so that's got to give him some bonus points there. Um, I'm actually giving this video a seven. So there you nice. go. Nice. The song. All right. The song is fantastic. I think it's criminally underrated. The uh, radio edit and video version have a really awkward cut in it, though. Um, so that sucks. It's album version all the way for me. 
the bass line is so fat and the drum programming is so tantalizing. Vocals are top notch. I just wrote this song humps almost pop perfection, eight out of ten. Oh, it's a fantastic song. Uh, I don't even know. I like. I loved it when I first heard it. Even though you know, as a kid, I was like, "Ooh, take your clothes off." Yeah. <laughs> um, but but always like this one. Uh, I think that it's as you said, uh, criminally underrated. Should have been used in a lot more kind of movies. Like this is yes. totally a, a like last song. If if they did American Pie in the eighties, uh, this would be like the last yeah. song where they're tipping cups at each other like a bunch of assholes. Tipping cups with their clothes on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, fantastic track. I'm also giving it an eight out of ten. Right on, buddy. Uh, and where are we headed next time? Uh, next week, uh, we're going to take a look at "Walk Like an Egyptian" by the Bangles, a uh, number one hit uh, from 1986. All right. Oh, uh, it hit number one in '87. But anyway. Uh, looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. So if you want to hit us up, it's superhitspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at superhitspodcast is where you can find us there. And you can find me all over the place. Slip with five eyes or slip. Uh, I'm Danny C. My website is megamix.com.com. Thanks for listening, friends. See ya. See ya.